Welcome to the Melanin Money Show with your host, George Atchampong and Carter Cofield. We're on a mission to decrease the wealth gap by $100 billion and in the process creating 100,000 new first generation millionaires. And we want you to be one of them. So listen to our show for weekly tips on personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship as we help you navigate your journey to your first $1 million in net worth and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. And we honestly kind of had a podcast before the podcast. Uh, Which we should have recorded. Dollar. Right, we should have recorded. <laughs> yeah. um, but we, it's going to be a fun one. I'm letting y'all know right now, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, we got two very special guests on the podcast today. Uh, with no further ado, Macy and Kristen, how are you? We're fantastic. fantastic. Fabulous. Fabulous. Just Fabulous. ripping and running. Ripping Chicago and running. in the springtime, you know. Chicago <laughs> in the springtime. Isn't it summer technically? Summertime shots? I mean, according, summertime. according to the weather, it's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Today was, we had a good day. Yesterday was, yeah. it was abysmal. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a lot, a lot to talk about today. A lot to talk about today. We, uh, so, so Macy, you're technically on maternity leave? Yeah, I, this is me on maternity leave <laughs> in Chicago, away from my two-month-old baby, doing a podcast with y'all. And we started our morning at what eight a.m. Our first meeting was, was at eight a.m. on with, a Friday with distributors. With on, the a Friday. on a Friday, Pitching. on a Friday, yeah. Pitching, Pitching. with distributors. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The life, the life of a boss. Yeah. Um, so let's let's get into the story of how this all came about, right? Like, because I know some of our listeners may or may not know who you guys are. You will. Um, but may not know who they are now. Tell us a little bit about Mom Juice and just the brand. And how did you guys get this started? And what made you want to start a, a wine company of all things to start? Yeah. So I have been involved in liquor for a long time. Like back when I was living in Charlotte, I lived there for six years. Mm -hmm. And I was an event planner, as you know. Yeah. And I started getting these clients like Tito's because Tito's mm -hmm. wasn't in Charlotte six years ago. Right. Like they mm -hmm. were just launching and they needed a way to get into different restaurants and venues and liquor laws in North Carolina are tight. Sure. It's hard to do anything. Yeah. So they partnered with me. I partnered with different influencers and would throw events mm -hmm. at the location and bring a charity on. So that mm -hmm. way they could get into the space legally, get people interested in their product. And then the yep. space would be like, Oh, we'll carry this. So my background came in from that type of marketing. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I moved to Denver, I started working at Sling TV, Dish Network, getting just more marketing chops behind me and like honestly operational chops and like how to run a company. And I had this idea, but I started doing all the research. Like I put together a full scale expense report budget and try to create some projections behind how a mm -hmm. wine company could work yeah and i got hella nervous and said never mind <laughs> at, least you, at least you did that because most people just started i want to start a business they just go into it they go right. into it and i'm like that's expensive that's crazy um and then i got a call actually from a girlfriend who's in pr and she was like i don't know why but something told me to call you two of my friends want to start a wine company mm -hmm. I gave them your number. Don't do what you want with it. And it ended up being the guilty grape. Right. So I helped them launch a couple okay. of years ago, two black twin sisters, lovely people. Um, and that was, it went crazy. Like they were on the Ellen show. We got them on Cosmo. It was insane. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And then everyone looked around and was like, girl, what are you so scared of? You literally mm -hmm. helped somebody. Yeah, yeah, I literally did right. it. You literally I've helped, literally done it. You did it already she once. She has helped else. so many people grow their shit. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's yeah. And so as I'm looking at these projections and I'm like, I need money and I don't even know how to begin doing this. Mm -hmm. So I remembered meeting Macy <laughs> and we met through like a blind business lunch. A girlfriend, Joy and Aria was like, you should hang out 
I don't know why, but you should do something together. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing to do at the time, but Macy, as soon as you meet her, her personality is just like off the off the chain. Like you can't forget her. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she's had a startup and she sold that startup. She knows how to do this. So I called her mm-hmm. to consult. So I paid her a few few times and then she came and See, and I like, to be crazy. Just, I like that because <laughs> most people would uh, hit her up and hey, can I pick your brain on something really quickly? You decided to yeah. pay her for her information, which is huge. We talked about this on our podcast yesterday. Like yeah. if you, if somebody knows how to do something, mm-hmm. just pay them to teach you how to do it. Yeah. We go right. to college to pay professors who haven't done what they're teaching us how to do. Big but we're scared to pay somebody who's done it. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that's a, that's a lesson right there in itself. And she definitely gave me a friend discount if you're just going to be honest about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, I did approach her and say, how much would you charge to speak to me for an hour? And we just kept going. And then she decided to become crazy. Yeah, and which I'm just naturally crazy. But when it was time for her to to need a business partner. Yeah. She needed another set of hands. She needed someone that's opposite skill set of herself. Mm-hmm. We'd already been working together. I threw my name in the hat, no wine experience. Let's fucking go. And I literally was I like, she said, think about it. it for a day. I was like, no, I don't need to. I've been praying I know, on it this I was whole like, time. But no, really. <laughs> I've been waiting. <laughs> Take 24 hours. And she's like, um, no, you want to sign the papers now? Yeah. <laughs> I have them drafted. Yeah, <laughs> they're ready. Dope, yeah, dope. so that's how we started um, in Mom Juice. Macy is a mom of four. She just had her fourth Congratulations. Two months ago. Thank you. Hey, yeah, fresh. Two months. Two, almost, almost two and a half months. Yeah. Yeah. Mom juice is interesting though, because we, I like to say that we're very different. I am mm-hmm. our target market, right? Mm-hmm. We are a, an approachable wine brand. We're not this fancy. You've got to know all the tasting notes and, and all the things. Um, I like good wine. I like mm-hmm. clean wine. I, I like to know if it's good and white or if it's red. Right. It could all be so simple. It could all be so simple. Super snobby and like yeah. you know yeah. the you know how they do the little yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. not a. Yeah. So Kristen can twirl and swirl. Yeah. And twirl, and swirl, and swirl, swirl and twirl. Twirl and swirl. Notes and all the things were very opposite. She's yeah. got a great, sophisticated palate. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it makes for a great team when you're making wine. Mm-hmm. Me, being a bomb, um, we were, we kept playing and toying around with the, yeah. the name Mom Juice. And mm-hmm. just there was no one targeting the market. And it's such an interesting community. Mm-hmm. Um, we launched our first varietal, Mom Juice Pinot Grigio. The mom... Mm-hmm community got a hold of it and they were like oh we need more of yeah. this yeah absolutely and it turned into this now wildly crazily spreading like why like it's we're just going crazy so fast yeah. yeah the growth has been insane the last yeah. six months have been insane but mind you it will be the company will be three years old in august so a lot of work to a lot of groundwork at first but now you're, yeah. you're reaping the fruits of your labor yeah yeah um uh, it's crazy because when you say groundwork, right, we, people always ask, how old is your company? Mm-hmm. And we always tell them the age of when we launched our first product, because yeah. that's what people see. Mm-hmm. But how much groundwork were we doing prior? So we, I always go off the LLC date, knowing that there was probably six to eight months before that. Mm-hmm. Right. But the LLC date was August 13th, 2020. Mm-hmm. However, right. we actually started in January. Yeah. Like, you started before that because you built somebody else's company already. Well, there's so. that too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, no, it's been a hot minute. And also just the pro- learning the process of how to do it. Mm-hmm. Not the actual doing part. The yeah. literal research that goes into going into such a yeah. regulated industry. Yeah, let's, it's insane. Let's talk about that because 
you know, we see all like on TV with like The Rock, Kevin Hart, everybody's starting their own liquor companies. And mm -hmm. then we look up a year later, now it has a billion dollar valuation. Yeah. Like, and everybody's like, oh, I'm gonna start my own liquor. And it's like, oh, wait a second. So like, yeah. can you let us know, like what's the process of starting either a wine company or a liquor company? Cause I'm sure there's licensing, there's uh, like, yeah. Well, first off, you need eight lawyers, basically. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm joking, but we actually have five. So there's that. Okay. Um, liquor is interesting. Liquor is more regulated than wine and beer. So okay. you have some extra hoops to jump through, right? However, liquor mm -hmm. is capital intensive while you're actually distilling it. But mm -hmm. once you have that process down, you're gone. There's no harvest happening. You're not trying to wait for grapes to grow, mm -hmm. right? So you have that under your, you know, on your side. Mm -hmm. However, the reason it, celebrities are doing it mm -hmm. is because distribution is the hardest part. Yeah, they don't and do anything. They're just the face they of it. If they throw their right. face on something, right. every distributor will pick it up. Every retailer is going to pick it up because um, my favorite example, Ryan Reynolds, mm -hmm. yeah. Aviation Gin. Mm -hmm. Also, Media Master, that man... Oh yeah, he's yeah, oh, yeah, totally absolutely, done, absolutely. right? So done, he yeah. put his face on it. He got into all the locations immediately. I think they just sold for 700 million or a billion, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. And it really comes down to the machine was already there for him. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. just inputted his self. Yeah. That right. does yeah. not exist for anyone else. It's not <laughs> yeah. thing. And the yeah. amount of equity you'll give up in your company for a celebrity or Ooh. a giant influencer, you know, I mean, really do your homework there because if you have the capital and you have the grit, then I suggest waiting until you have enough traction to negotiate a better deal. Cause you really don't know how much, um, that celebrity or, or that influencer can pull in any particular market? And what are your laws gonna be in that market, right? Mm -hmm. Is it even aligning with what you can afford and where you can distribute and, and all of those things? And honestly, if you're going to do the whole raising capital thing, I don't think you should launch the product first in beverage. I think you should raise a pre-seed round or raise the money, whatever you need to start first, then launch the product because then you have a completely different benchmarks you have to hit. Have you ever been chilling on your couch and you were maybe trying to find something to watch on TV, whether it's Netflix or Hulu, Amazon Prime, Stars. I mean, there's so many streaming services nowadays, right? Um, maybe you've already binge watched that favorite series and it's over and you're just trying to find something else to watch. But imagine if you spent that energy trying to find creative and impactful content that can help you level up your journey towards your first one million in net worth. And that's exactly why we created Financial Flix, which is a complete library of past workshops and masterclasses where you can learn different topics across personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship on your journey towards your first $1 million in net worth. So head over to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to learn about Financial Flicks as well as all the other great features that you can find inside of our Melanin Millionaires Club. Can't wait to see you inside to even mm -hmm. get into distribution because now yeah. you're fighting an uphill battle. But right. all that to say, the money it takes for licensing is insane, especially if you want to actually have more margin because you can give up a lot of margin via brand and launch way quicker. But if you want to make the wine, we did this so we could maintain margin after doing other mm -hmm. people's projects, right? Mm -hmm. Like some people are taking away 8% margin. Mm -hmm. The average in the industry is 21%. Ours is 34. Gotcha. Profit margin from top line revenue. Yes. Okay. 34%. That's really good. Thank yeah. you. That's yeah. Fight for it you every know, day. we work for that every <laughs> day. I fight for it every yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, fight for my life. There are some products that are lower, but the price point's uh, lower as well. So yeah. we just, the volume's higher, right? 
Got gotcha. you. Now, you know, and I, I I don't believe this, but I know a lot of people do. When you think about getting into the, the wine or spirits industry, like inherently it seems like there's like a lot of competition, right? It's like, well, why would I do this when I'm competing against like these celebrity brands and things of that nature? Um, what do you feel like has kind of kept you guys in the game? Like what is your unique value proposition um, when you think about all of the wines that are on the market right now? Other than praying hard? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, you know the answer to no, this No, I do, one. but that's part of it. Right. Um, hey, God first. Things. God did. God yeah. did it. God don't play about us, I will say. Um, we're low sugar, one, especially yeah. as we all, hopefully as a country, we're moving into this space of wellness mm -hmm. and health first. We have to remember that sugar definitely makes alcohol, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's part of it. But adding more sugar on top of it to make it sweeter, mm -hmm. it's just poisoning the body, right? Mm -hmm. So like the lower sugar we can produce, that's what we do. Two, we're gluten-free, we're vegetarian. Most wine on the market is not vegetarian. Mm. Most people don't know A lot that. of people don't know. Yeah. Mm. But like over 90%. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so was that scary going that route? Like. No, it's super simple. No. Okay. I tell, I tell people all the time. So. It's not as, it's not as cheap. It's not as cheap. Yeah. Economically, right. There's a little bit, but it's just, if you cook cream of tartar is basically what we're using instead of. The animal byproduct they use. I don't okay. want to make yeah. people squeamish. Um, it's gross sounding, but okay. no, it's affordable if you make it a part of your, you know, your ethos. But Got it. also, I think we put our ingredients on the back of the label. So if you have mm. allergens, if you're just nervous about what's in your product, it's just there. We don't try to hide things. Gotcha. That's really, right. I think, our value proposition is we're just so transparent. We have so many great things going for us, right? And it's always a, a fight of what mission we're pitching because we're women, we're both, you know, women of color, all the things, but we also are the only one really leaning into the mom community. And we're the only ones that started doing it from the beginning yeah. and we're authentically yeah. doing it. Of course, people will run campaigns on motherhood for Mother's Day, or, mm -hmm. you know, we just saw a celebrity branded wine try to put mom, mom juice on their bags and, you know, we trademarked it. Had so. cease and desist real quick. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> the eight lawyers will send that letter you exactly. all good. <laughs> right right um but you know to kristen's point and you just spit the stat the other day how many wineries are black owned Eleven thousand and seventy-one uh are total wineries one percent of that is black owned wow one percent and it's crazy because when we go in yeah. to these you know our our meeting this morning mm -hmm. they had you know we're always compared to brown and we're compared to the McBride sisters. We have a completely yeah. different customer. We have a completely different price range. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the products are different, but that's who they're comparing us to, which is, which is great. We want to be on the shelves with them. They are yeah. well-known and wonderful. Yeah. But it shouldn't be that. Like, no. like we're not. We don't have an oversaturated market. Right. Like, if they're mm -hmm. thinking of us replacing one of those brands because they lost it in their portfolio, yeah. great for us. But yeah. sad that that it's not even the same target. It's not even yeah. the same type of wine. And just because they don't have another black-owned winery, yeah. that's where we're that has the ability itself. to get distributed. That's right. the problem. And what I what I always tell people when they when they you know bring up the oversaturated conversation mm -hmm. is just like. If you go to your Spotify or Apple Music playlist, just because you like J Drake doesn't mean you're not going to listen to J. Cole, right? It's like, yeah. mm -hmm. like people also like variety. It's like to your point, yes, there's sometimes customers who uh, you uniquely serve, but also there's people who are like, oh, I want mom juice today and I want the McBride sisters on Wednesday, yeah. right? Like right. there's no, there's no like, 
limit on you know how much you can consume at least if you you know like to drink a little bit but, <laughs> uh, and, yeah, we, and, it did not limit it last night that was yeah, the fact. Yeah, yeah, because full disclaimer go. that's why we don't have any on display right now because we uh, <laughs> it's good it's George good was popping the mom juice bottle was last night George bottles. was in the club in his mind yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He got bottles yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying Sparkles and everything, you know. Um, speaking of, you know, mom obviously being at the the ethos of this brand, uh, you having a two month year old. Obviously, I have a sixteen month year old son, so I understand like what that life is like, mm -hmm. right? Um, typically, you know, we see the vantage point of the man who's like always like you know going and hustling, going to get it. Um, but you guys are two boss ass women who are doing it, right? So like, yeah. give us some perspective on like what it's like on you guys' side of just like being these really ambitious women that are trying to reach these amazing feats in business. Oh, it's hard. It's hard every day. Um, especially, you know, with a, a newborn mm -hmm. and uh, three other children, a whole house, right? The, uh, everything. And I have a lot of help. We pay for a lot of help. I have a night nurse. I have a full-time nanny. I have a house manager, right? Like I'm not going to get it twisted. It takes a village. Mm -hmm. um, but you still have to manage them. You have to make enough money to pay them. Nice. All the things. Um, my relationship with my husband, we both know right now for the first six months, like we're doing date night in Washington DC on Saturday because I have an event and it's the only way we will be left alone with no children is if we leave the state. <laughs> <laughs> so it's probably our first real date night in two months, but mm -hmm. we schedule everything. Everything has to be scheduled. And I know that sounds, Mm, you know, everything? it sounds. I mean, so, every, like, uh, everything. Hey, yeah. look, sometimes yeah. you yeah. fit in the schedule, man. It, it's not <laughs> maybe it's not romantic to other people, but ro no. what's romantic no, but to me yeah. is real, paying these fucking bills. Hey, talk and about it. Talk about it. Creating a legacy yeah. for her, right. right? Right. We we, but my husband and we, we didn't come from anything, right? Mm. And so we are the ones creating all the things. We are the first millionaires in our family. We are the ones that are leaving our children things mm. and. Mm -hmm. You know, I want my portfolio to ref reflect family. I want everything that I do to reflect that. I mean, I bring one of my kids on a business trip each year, you know, and I tell Kristen, I'm like, oh, well, the boys will be at this event with us. And so, I'm like, yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love her kids. Though. That's the difference. It's like, yeah. I love them. Like yeah. they could call me anytime for anything. Mm -hmm. But also like seeing you become a mom again. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like it's changed how we do business just mm -hmm. naturally, right? Like yeah. Macy's not available in these days. And then it makes you question, did you really need her for that thing? Or is there a more efficient way to do this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Two, you have to pump. Yep. So there's, we got to schedule off the meetings a little bit better. <laughs> I remember, I remember those. I yeah. remember, not me personally, yeah. but right. I remember seeing. Yeah. 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 But also I will say the amount of work and passion and drive you've had in the last, granted you should be on maternity leave, but you're not, um, <laughs> but you get so much done so much quicker. Thank you. Because I think you just have a different type yeah. of drive in you after yeah. that experience. So right. yeah. I will say from a company owner standpoint, it's fabulous. I, I know people don't like it. I know people don't mm. like to pay for maternity leave. They mm. don't like to pay for having someone fill in. But I think our team of mostly being women has just figured out how to make it happen yeah. mm -hmm. because yeah. we want that for all of them. I think m like women, especially like mother business owners are like superheroes because mm -hmm. like literally... Like all, all my friends I know who are mothers and are in business are crushing it. And it makes me like, I, I can never say I'm busy because they have kids and they're fitting in, mm -hmm. you know, eight hour work days in mm -hmm. three hours. Yeah. Right. And I, I just feel like, you know, 
that's so inspiring to me to, to watch from afar because it's like, yo, like they are really keeping a family together and running a business. Like that's the true definition of a boss. Yeah, I remember we were talking the other day and, and we were, I was telling about some stuff that I don't, it's kind of, I kind of just do behind the scenes as a dad. And he's like, well, shit, I can't complain about anything. I, I forgot you got to do all this. Yeah, right? I was like, like, <laughs> I've got, got, got to worry about me, bro, and yeah. I'm good. Like, yeah. yeah. Are you an aspiring first generation millionaire who's looking to march towards their first one million in net worth? If you are, then I strongly encourage you to consider joining the Melanin Millionaires Club. Inside the Melanin Millionaires Club, you're going to get access to a complete library of elective courses that will help you navigate towards your journey of your first one million in net worth. You're going to receive access to My Wealth Health which is a dashboard that allows you to track your financial progress in real time. You're gonna get access to live workshops and masterclasses, and you're gonna get access to our past library recording of all of our masterclasses and workshops called Financial Clicks. Not to mention, you're gonna receive access to our flagship feature called Pocket Advisor, where you get access to a financial coach in real time. This is by far one of my favorite features of the platform, and there's so much more. All you have to do to learn more is go to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to see how you can take advantage of all these benefits and become a first generation millionaire. See you inside the club. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard. And you have to, you, you know, you want to show up as a woman. It's really hard not to show up or as me 100 mm -hmm. percent at everything. Mm -hmm. So as a mom, as a wife, as a business partner, mm -hmm. um, you know, I have a whole investment portfolio. This isn't the only thing that I do. Right. Like it's very, it is complicated. And, and she tries to show up all 500 to 600 percent. I'm like, what human can do that? Yeah. Right. I well, have and, to remind her. And this then self, the too. Like yeah. you want my, I'm very into my own health, my mental health, my physical health, what I'm putting into my body, all of the things. So mm -hmm. as women, it is hard out here for us and we don't give ourselves enough grace. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and our partners, you, you, it takes a special person to date or marry Lord, one of us. It is so mm -hmm. true. Yeah, yeah I almost like it's harder, on, it. on for, uh, harder for a guy to date an ambitious woman than it is for a woman to date an ambitious guy because Typically speaking, right, if the guy is ambitious, like, okay, maybe my woman is supporting me, et cetera, et cetera. But a guy is going to expect that, you know, his woman maybe can help out around the house or can help out with the food mm -hmm. or whatever. So if you date an ambitious woman, like, obviously, those are things that aren't happening, right? Or, or it's, it looks a lot different. It can right? be different. It can be different. We went through a transition stage with staff, house staff, and it was so hard to find the right house staff that I was losing my mind and my husband's like well maybe we could do it without them and I was like do you want me as a stay-at-home mom <laughs> mentally like I don't think anyone wants me at home like that like mm. I would be a mess yeah no everyone would be like you are the commanding officer and they yeah. are that would not be <laughs> honestly though I do think it takes a special type of man like from a mindset perspective mm. one like the inner peace they have to have mm -hmm. to know that like you won't just be available all the time, right? Like right. I, we, we literally put on the calendar when we're gonna take a walk together. Because if not, it won't happen. Because if it's not on my calendar, yeah. I don't, I, I, I could let the whole day go by and be like, I really miss that person. Yeah. Why didn't I spend time with that person today? <laughs> Everyone you know? thinks they want a bad bitch until they got a bad bitch. Mm -hmm. and it's Talk not, about it. I don't even think we're a lot to maintain. Like everyone's like, oh, she looks expensive. Like, well, we maintenance ourselves. That's the difference. Yeah, right. Like that's, I'm not a lot to maintain in that way, but. I do have opinions. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to show up as myself every, every single time. And you have a lot of personality. Oh yeah. I'm needy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I demand uh, I demand a lot of attention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lori knows. I call yeah. her am I allowed to say his name on the podcast? Oh yeah. Or, okay, I call her husband brother Glenn. Because when we're on the phone, Glenn will pop up I'm like, Glenn, can you believe Macy did this? And he's mm-hmm. like, I know, it was so much. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I, I went to their wedding by the way. It was a it was a complete vibe in Miami. I was yeah. a great time. So. It was a vibe. If the wedding's yeah. anything like her Too ring, if the wedding's anything like her ring, I'm sure it was yeah. a great time. Yeah. I'm sure it was a great time. It was, it was she an did amazing a good time. Job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Job. yeah. And I tell people all the time, like, because again, um, I know I personally know a lot of guys that like don't, will feel insecure mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. dating a woman that makes more money than them or mm-hmm. is a boss, and I think that that just shows the insecurity that you have in yourself. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta get your stuff together as a man yeah. first, and then yeah. you'll be able to handle a woman that's a boss because everybody mm-hmm. said they want it, and they get it, and then she sun you because you don't get your stuff together, and right. then and then like so you gotta like, work on self first, and then you can find a yes. boss woman. Don't try to get one too early. I think our partners. Well, granted, both of them actually technically make more money than us right now. Technically, right. not equity wise. We own more. Right. Right. <laughs> they're both looking at us and they're like, I'm so good with it. Like, I think it's great that oh. you're going to be rich as hell. Yeah. You know, my <laughs> husband's way. He's like, make me something that 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 I can sell. We decided we're getting them twin a twin gift uh, post post acquisition. Post acquisition. Yeah. Because okay. we're like, y'all, y'all held us down mentally, mm-hmm. spiritually, because yeah. we've been crazy. No, my, my yeah. husband will be, you know, he has a full big, big boy job. And he's like, yeah, that's my retirement plan right there. <laughs> so speaking of that, uh, you mentioned the post acquisition um, for some people, right? That, yeah. that That's new. Like that's like not something that's on their radar. Right. So obviously mm-hmm. you guys are building a successful company um, that you love, but it sounds like, like, you know, in any real business, like you have a goal of some type of exit or acquisition. Can yeah. you walk us through like, even for like the, the new listeners who might not know what that is, like what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. And what more importantly, what does that mean for you guys? I would say the best to me, like cultural reference for the black culture right now has been Miel Organics, mm-hmm. that hair care. Yeah. Yeah. People lost their shit when right. she announced that. Mm-hmm. I think P&G or someone like that bought her. Yeah. Or L'Oreal is probably L'Oreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with Shea Moisture. That was mm-hmm. another big, how dare yeah. you, you're such a sellout. Mm-hmm. A couple of things as before we go into what acquisition is. As you get acquired as a company, you stay on. You don't yes. go anywhere. Yeah. You, they're they acquiring want, Yeah, they you. require the key right. people. You will be there for at least three to five years. So yeah. there's no massive shift that's happening right after. Right. So I just want to say that first before the yeah. mom community freaks out at us. Mm-hmm. We still going to be there. But yeah. do you want to talk about what acquisition means? What it actually means. So, you know, it can mean a few different things. And in our case, it would be where we sell to one of the bigger, it could be a distributor, mm-hmm. like a consulate, you know, Diageo, Diageo R&D, uh, yeah. Consolation. It could be um, someone uh, like Budweiser. Or Gallo, which is mm-hmm. owns every wine that you probably think you right. like. Right. Um, where they see that there is potential in our brand, there was mm-hmm. a gap in the market that they're obviously not filling and they want to come in and make it bigger. Mm-hmm. So for us, right, we are two women that 
came from, you know, we don't have like the immediate money to, no. I mean, like I make, <laughs> no. No. you know, so it, it's just, we're built, but we can only scale this so right, far, right, right. right? We have to go through, there's, there's different scalings that we'll go through. There's our, our seed round that will scale us to X. Mm -hmm. Then there's our series A that will mm -hmm. scale us to X. And those are both financial rounds where we bring on investors. We bring on these funds. Um, in our series A, our second round is where we plan on bringing on a larger distributor strategic. or a strategic yeah. investor that is going to have a large stake in the acquisition play. Mm -hmm. um, so what that means is that they are already embedded in our company. We're already used to working together. They mm -hmm. see the mission, they understand our brand and what's important to us. And that kind of that culture and that mission remains as we move into the acquisition. And they meet our requirements. Right. So we have certain requirements around, honestly, if you think about it, of the things that would give you the ick, right? Mm -hmm. Like we have an ick list that if one, if the people just aren't good people, right. two, if the track record doesn't track out, like mm -hmm. money is the good, math is not math. If the it, math it, isn't it, math it, and like it, yeah. all money's not good money. Yep. It's not. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. right? Like you, you want to take the deal, but sometimes yeah. it's just. Gotta make sense. It's yeah. just gonna it's gonna screw over your target customer mm -hmm. if they're not into our ingredient mm -hmm. transparency. Mm -hmm. If they want to put more chemicals in it, like there are right. certain things we just will have to say no to. Right? You, got, like, you got to maintain the brand integrity. Right? I remember like mm -hmm. when influencer marketing first started or, or was getting popular, and all the fitness influencers were doing the flat tummy tees. Right? It's yeah. Like, oh, really? Like yeah. this is what we doing? Right? So it's like you got to maintain the brand integrity if you want to be here for a long time and not yeah. a long time. Right? It's like you know I love my people, but it's like when CIAA used to come to Charlotte, it was like the the, the clubs or the places where you there was a certain vibe that you expected but then mm -hmm. ciaa came and everything went out the window right and then and then your loyal customers right. are like really i thought i could come here and i could you know there's certain I, things I, I could, could still expect. get my little margarita but all yeah. of a sudden yeah, yeah. yeah. you just you just did, did a money grab yeah. right yeah. Yeah. yeah um and then you just lose the integrity of your brand and it's, and it's, yeah. it's never worth it um you, you want to say something it's important for people that are just getting started to understand that investors and business partners, whoever you're looking to bring in, that's going to bring some kind of value is doing a due diligence on you. And you mm -hmm. are just at, like, you should be doing a due diligence on them. Right. If it's going to be a yes. big investor, have mm -hmm. a due diligence list, do background checks, get references, the whole nine yards. You're allowed to do that because to Kristen's point, not all money is good money. Right. And the worst thing that you could do is bring on some kind of larger investor or someone that has a vote in your company or, or a voice that can be impactful to the rest of the investors and it sinks you. Yeah. And, and it'll sink and the culture it. and it'll, yes, yeah. it'll sink the brand. They could force, they could force your product to go into retail that, um, maybe your product is a hundred dollar product and they force you to go into Walmart and now you're selling it for $30. There's no margin there mm -hmm. and Walmart's everywhere, right? Like that's not a scalable or something that you can retain and, and position yourself mm -hmm. into what your end goal is. Yeah. Could you imagine having a financial coach that at any given time, you could ask your questions in real time from a real expert and get real advice. To be honest, Pocket Advisor is the flagship feature, in my opinion, of the Melanin Millionaires Club. And when I originally created this platform, for those of you who may not know this, Pocket Advisor was actually the name and the primary feature back in 2021. But when I rebranded to the Melanin Millionaires Club, I knew that no matter what we added or changed, Pocket Advisor had to stay because we have democratized financial advice by giving you access to a real financial expert in real time. There is no other financial education platform that you'll find something like this that's actually backed 
by a financial advisor. One of the top 100 in the nation, I might add. So if you're looking to get financial education in your pocket in real time, head over to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to learn about Pocket Advisor, as well as all the other great benefits and features that you can find as a part of the Melanin Millionaires Club. Can't wait to see you inside. Like it'll look good, right? For, for to the naked eyes, like oh my gosh, we're in every every, every store everywhere, right. but then oh the margins yes. aren't there. Which is, mm-hmm. I think, a lot of what we see. And generally speaking, it's like things look good, but it's like yeah. what is how is the actual business doing behind the scenes? Also, the production behind doing something like that is so capital intensive, right? So you can go everywhere, mm-hmm. but your runway just went from you know if your runway was three years, you may have shortened it down to two months mm. right. based off of and literally- And do you and that person that forced you to do it know how to go and raise another round? <sighs> That's yeah. what's do important. You. And also it takes so much time to raise a round unless you have an uncle you can call mm. in private equity who happens to have a bunch of money just sitting around. It's going mm. to take so long. So there's a certain amount of risk you can take, a certain amount of gambling you can take, but end of, end of the day, if your mm. runway gets shortened like that, that's how companies fold. Yeah, and you get acquired for two hundred thousand because you messed up. You messed up. You messed up. Yeah, too hard, too quickly. Yeah, Yeah. it's a thing. See, I mentioned something earlier. You said you brought in a partner that had opposite skill sets Mm -hmm. than you, and I think that's so big in partnerships. Most people. When they find a partner, oh, I like that person, so I'm a partner with them. Or mm-hmm. oh, that's my homie. Or like, um, I, like, you know, we're the same person, so let's partner together. Which mm-hmm. is, if, if two of you are the same, one of you all is not needed, mm-hmm. right. Right? right? So can we just talk about like your experience as as a partner? What does she bring to the table that you can't? What do you bring to the table that, that, that she can't? How do you all keep this partnership so strong to be able to build the business that you all want to build? I would say the first thing is we've been through it. Oh yeah, you're gonna go. We, it's a relationship. Like you're actually married, and you should understand. In a marriage, a marriage should be forever. I mean, I'm not. I'm also. I've also been divorced, so I'm not saying don't get divorced. (laughs) But but it it should be forever. And the goal there in forever is that you're not always going to agree with the other person. Mm -hmm. So I think the biggest thing is, do you know how to fight? Mm. And do you know how to resolve the fight? And how fast? And yeah, how quickly are you willing to do it? We had to learn each other's way of communicating and when one is overwhelmed, what that person's response is and how you mm-hmm. need to respond in order to give them the space to process. Mm-hmm. That is one of the mm-hmm. biggest differences between us. I take time. She likes to hammer it out. Immediately. Right? Yeah, I can, I, can, I can tell by her personality. She I'm ready. <laughs> and I am very introspective. So I'm always checking to see, am I actually offended or do I just feel like I should be before I go into something? <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Like, is this an ego yeah. or do I feel it? And yeah. you're like, no, nah, we fighting. Happening right now. We're going to figure yeah. this out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and it comes from a different place of like, yeah, we're not losing this because we can't talk about it, which is great. Right. So I would say skills, skill set difference. She is can sell ice to a polar bear. Like that <laughs> is a woman that can sell anything. It's insane. Two, very charismatic. Like if she wanted to be an influencer, she could be, but you know, <laughs> she ain't got time for it. Um, three, I would say you are very talented at getting people to open up to you, which is great on a team, right? Mm-hmm. Cause as a CEO, you want people to come to you and I'm glad that they do. However, they mm-hmm. can talk to her in a way that they can't talk to me. There's yeah. a lot less, fear behind it because mm. she may be the CSO and she obviously has a lot of power and ownership. Mm. However, it's a different angle and we needed yeah. that on the team. The culture piece of the team was really right. important to me. Yeah. I think I hold a lot of the, um, 
equity investor, different knowledge like that, mm-hmm. because I've been through it before, where it's Kristen, especially in our company, holds a lot of the, a lot of operations, I mean, is going on in her head. And there's mm-hmm. so much logistics and legal and it's different in every state. I mean, we are, but what I do love about us is that both of us are equally as capable. Yeah. Um, that if you had to step out, I couldn't not step in. Right. Yes. And that's where it's like, do you have an ops call with your partner? Do they know what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. these are the things that she covers. Give me a high level update. But we also very much care about each other. Yeah. So we have a limit to how hard we will fight for something. And one of us will be, one of us will decide, okay, I'm going to compromise on this because at yeah. the end of the day, if this is not where I'm going to, the hill yeah. I'm going to die on, and I'm not willing to compromise our partnership yeah. over this thing. Mm-hmm. Right. right. But understand that if you're just starting, understand your own skill sets. Mm-hmm. Write yeah. those down, understand them, understand what take you- Take a test. Yeah, take it. We still yeah. take tests. We still take tests. I'm like, ooh, I took this skill set change. test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm Elon Musk today. Who are you? <laughs> right? Um, so understand your own skill sets and understand where you want to take that within yourself, right? Um, do you want to be the CEO? Mm-hmm. Do you want your company to outgrow you so you can hire a CEO that's more, you know, experienced, understand yourself first and then um, find someone that's opposite, but also someone that you can care about that you could, because there's days that we don't like each other. Girl, yeah. I mean, I love you always. Yeah. But, but if, like I tell me and George talk about it all the time, if you ain't fought with your friend, that ain't really your friend. Period. Yes. Right. Yes. Like, like if you yes. had, 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 had to have a tough conversation about something, mm-hmm. like, it's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. it real? You know what I mean? Yeah. That personality test. You got Elon Musk. I got Steve Jobs. If that doesn't perfectly explain how different we yeah. are. Yeah. Right. Like, can you really see Steve and Elon working together? Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah you can. Yeah. But they have their so own different. lane. Yeah. And what's interesting about y'all's dynamic, at least from the outside looking in, is that with you being, uh, having a lot of ops focus and being the CEO, it's like, it's almost like, have you heard of like the visionary integrator concept? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's interesting. It's almost like, it sounds like you have some integrator, right, in you yeah, as a CEO, sure. right? Um, which, which is, I think is an interesting dynamic. And, I, and I'm, I find it interesting because now as I'm stepping more into like the CEO seat, like I find that that's necessary, right? Mm-hmm. You have to have, like you can't just always live in the clouds, right? Yeah. You have to be like, okay, well, cool. Mm-hmm. This is cool. But like operationally, like how are we going to execute on this at a high level? So I thought that was interesting because you think that being a CEO, you can just like live in the clouds all day, but yeah. you can't. And the funny thing is I have the opposite problem of doing what you do really well, which is being out there and like mm-hmm. brand voice and being in honestly in the streets, like sh- talking about what you love. Cause mm-hmm. I'm such an operator sometimes yeah. mm-hmm. that she has to call me like, no, you're going. I'm like, okay, you're right. I'll yeah. go. Yeah. We'll like, be there. And that's the push and pull, right? Like, because mm-hmm. yeah. I think you two probably have more similar charismatic ideas where like, I'm, I'm a good time. It's just, I'm over here like, but if we adjusted this, we could get 2% more margin. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> we yeah, need both. It. We yeah. need both. One one thing y'all talked about um, was the equity, right? It's like, he's like, your husband's obviously technically make more money than y'all, but you have this business that you have the equity mm-hmm. in. And when it's a successful exit or acquisition, it's going to be a big that big payday. Y'all going to take us to lunch and everybody. everybody yeah, dinner. Yeah. dinner. Right. No, we're going to make right. a dinner. Some bottles. Um, we yeah, all want yeah, 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 to yeah. George as the bottle girl that day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get someone else. We'll get someone else. Honestly. I love that. Or we should. Uh, I love it. Um, and I, it, it reminded me how important, like, equity is yeah. to you guys and and making sure that you know women and people of color you like have an opportunity to not be left out of the conversation when yeah. it comes to building wealth and so i think it's a perfect segue to talk about uh the current campaign um that yeah. you guys have and you want to share a little bit about that and what that's all about 
Yeah. Yeah. So this has been Macy's labor of love, literally while you were in labor. I think we were figuring <laughs> out. Um, yeah. Like a literal. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, yeah. she stopped texting me and I was like, oh, she's in labor. Okay. No, her, <laughs> like, her and our assistant were like, have you heard from her? And then we texted Glenn. He was in, she yeah. was in labor. They're like, yeah. this isn't normal. <laughs> You know, and I was in labor. It was great though. Um, so basically we have two pathways of investing in our company, right? So mm -hmm. we're currently raising on a safe note, which is the mm -hmm. most, currently I think the most common way that startups are raising right now. It's the most it's, common and I think it's the most uh, friendly to investors and to, yeah, <laughs> and to the company. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're raising on a safe note. So there's a couple things. If you ever watch Shark Tank, you always hear talking about what's your valuation? Mm -hmm. What's your valuation? And one first thing is we did have a lawyer help us out with this. Someone who is a startup attorney mm -hmm. who's seen deal flow, who knows what something's worth, right? right? So we're raising on our safe note, we have an $8 million pre-money valuation. So that's currently right now, mm -hmm. we're worth $8 million. When we finish raising, because you're adding in the extra raise money, we'll be worth $10 million. Which is right? a pre-money valuation. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. You know, it said you should get a health checkup at least once a year. My question is, when's the last time you had a financial health checkup? My guess, it's probably been a while. And that's why we created the Wealth Health Score. Whether you're financially out of shape or financially elite, the Wealth Health Score is going to tell you exactly where you stand and what things you can do to get into the best financial health possible. So visit MyWealthHealthScore.com to get your score today. So... That gives you an idea of, okay, if nothing else happens, this is how much it's worth. Um, but obviously we'll be growing the company to up the valuation as we, you know, continue to scale. So currently we have one where like, if you're an angel investor, you're a VC, we're pitching constantly, right? Of like, mm -hmm. great, let's do that. It's a larger check size, right? Mm -hmm. A larger, but a attainable, right? $25,000 mm -hmm. is the minimum. If you mm -hmm. want to come in as an yeah. angel investor, if you're accredited, or you're a VC or a family office. And that's gonna get you your own line item on our cap table. Do right? you wanna so, talk about what a cap table is though? Right, so when you have a company that you're raising on and whatnot, um, that you're giving out equity, even mm -hmm. sweat equity, if you're not raising and you're just giving sweat equity to your team, you will have a cap table and it's where everyone is divided out on exactly what shares they have and when things vest. Um, so. And that's a whole, God, I could go into this forever. Wow. That's yeah. like my, oh, that's that Jay-Z Larry, he said this cap table, not, I mean, yeah, and, yeah. and God's yes. got, okay. Yes. Got there it. Go. Took yeah. me way too long to get that. Okay, yeah. understood. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to listen to that song and be appreciate it's that line a little bit more. Okay. Cap table, boy, we live. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. So that will get you your own individual line item on the cap table. And what's cool about that is now you're your own individual. If there are things we need to vote on or, you know, we go to the investment board and talk about specific things mm -hmm. like you're your own person being represented. Um, then we have our crowdfunding campaign. And what's cool about this is we had a lot of unaccredited people, especially us being in the mom community that are like, I'm a boss ass mom and I want to do more than just drink this wine, mm -hmm. you know? And so crowdfunding is, is interesting. You can go in unaccredited and mm -hmm. you can invest a minimum of a hundred dollars mm -hmm. into a company. With startup investing, you do still want to do your due diligence. I always advise everyone not to invest anything that they can't afford to lose in your investment portfolio. Yeah. Your startups are your, you are, you're playing poker, yeah. right? Yes. That, that, that's, a, that's a risk bucket of yeah, your portfolio. Yeah, that's your risk bucket. Yeah. Risk, but highest Highest reward. reward. Highest reward. Yeah. So a, a 10x should be your minimum of what you would expect if you see it flip. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you can go in unaccredited. 
we are using the WeFunder platform. You register and then you can make your investment. The cool thing about it is that WeFunder takes the pool of investors and they create their own LLC. So you will be pooled with those investors and sit on our cap table as as the WeFunder LLC. Yeah. So it's not messy for future investors. So um, that's one thing that you really want to be yeah. thoughtful of if you're running your own company, like yep. how you're taking on the crowdfunding mm -hmm. money because it can get very messy and investors mm -hmm. in your next round might not like that or want to take you on. Yeah. Um, and WeFunder is cool, right? Because it also assigns a lead investor, right? Yes. Which in our case is happens to be a financial advisor. You may have heard of him. His name is George. Shameless <laughs> <laughs> plug. So when it's time for a vote or it's time to bring the information to someone, George and WeFunder can come together and bring it to the LLC that invested from WeFunder. Mm -hmm. So it's less like, oh my gosh, you have to file your own taxes on this, or you have to get your own accountant for this, or you have yeah. to file your own K-1, which is basically like a W-2 for investors, right? Mm -hmm. WeFunder will take care of that for you. And when yeah. we go into another fundraising round or we get acquired, right. they take care of that legal backfall and you get your payout. So yeah. it's it's nice. And I think, the, I think the big thing to note here, guys, is that like these types of opportunities, if you don't have the relationship, like Macy, mm -hmm. how, how long we've known each other? Like 10 years. 10 years, it's crazy, like yeah. 2013. It's wild. Um, and like we have a relationship, right? And then I know Kristen, I've known Kristen for a very long time. Like and eight or nine, I mean, it's still pretty good. right? <laughs> 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 And as a result of that, right, when these types of things happen, it's just a text message or it's a phone call. Mm -hmm. um, but because of uh, crowdfunding platforms right now, mm -hmm. it makes it accessible to everyone. So, like, we are making it official that the Melanin Millionaires Club will have access to be able to invest in this. They're going to come in and do a due diligence class. So you guys can, you know, understand the investment for yourself, right? Because we're not just because I made the investment, just because you think I'm a smart investor, I want you guys to understand what it takes to uh, invest in these private opportunities as well. But having access to this can be transformative, right, when it comes to your wealth. Right? I, as we mentioned, yes, these types of investments can be risky, but you, we've all seen the memes. If you invested $5,000 in Uber, yeah. it turned into five. Like, I, I believe. Just, I just posted, posted it. Oh, really? Uber's IPO yeah. um, investors, how much they made the week of IPO. Gary Vee yeah. is always saying, I wish I, wish I had I wish it. Yeah. And this gives It's you the one regret I have. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. be that person. <laughs> don't, don't be that. I yeah. love the camera. Like, don't be that, that person. Don't be that person. Yeah. And the Could thing too, I always get to, like, I want to just dispel this as well. People be like, well, if I invest, you, said, you can invest as little as a hundred or a thousand mm -hmm. or whatever that mm -hmm. you decide. Does a piece, a pizza taste any less flavorful if you only have one slice? Right. No. It's still going to be an amazing. You just have your one slice. Right. And so it's like, don't get caught up on like, oh, I don't have. 10,000 yeah. or 20,000, mm -hmm. right? Like this can be your entry point to something that you historically never had access to. Um, and can be uh, kind of your, get your feet wet into investing. Right? And this yeah. is a new law that just got passed. Yeah, recently. This certain barrier to entry literally just. Under the Obama administration, March, right? Oh, well, yes. Yeah, so he yeah. passed it. And then I mm -hmm. think it just came into effect in January or March. Yeah. Like the different levels of, you used to still have to be making a certain amount of money to invest right. into mm -hmm. crowdfunding. Mm -hmm. They just got rid of that to open it up. Yep. Also, I would say I'm no investment professional, you know, disclaimer, disclaimer, right. but I think it's important to invest in things you believe in and you understand, right? right? Yeah. So yeah. like the S&P 500, you may not get that, mm -hmm. right? But if you love wine and you know how to evaluate if a product makes mm -hmm. sense to good? you, yeah. is right. it good? Do mm -hmm. you think it will work? It's a great step. 
And, 100%. And I, and I love the notion of being able to invest in something that you're consuming. Yeah. Right? Like, I yeah. love when I go buy another iPhone because I own a lot of Apple. So, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, mean, I might use the money from my Apple holdings to actually pay for the iPhone. Yeah, which is why I got some stock in Target because I want to feel yeah. like I've Like, when you walk in there, like, you a boss. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah. like, yeah. like, like yeah. y'all work for me. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> y'all work for me. Over the eight, man. I got somewhere to be. $10 of Target stock. I got somewhere to be. But I love what you all are doing because you are not just giving moms an amazing wine to taste. They can now take the, and say, hey, I want to be an investor yeah. in this company, right? Yep. So they, they, can, they can buy a bottle of wine, they can invest in the company as well. And they can really feel like they're part of a bigger mission. Yeah. And, and they are. And they and are. not yeah. just we moms, need like them. people, people yeah. of color who believe mm-hmm. they have this mission, this is part mm-hmm. of their ethos and they want more generational wealth, more equity in the world, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Two, people who are health conscious. Three, mm-hmm. wine consumers in general. Obviously, mm-hmm. mom juice is amazing, but mm-hmm. being an investor, you don't have to be a mom you just have to be someone who believes in it and believes in the mission. And I, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm a believer. So, so guys, uh, for those in the Melanin Melanin Millionaires Club community, uh, you guys will have first access to review uh, this particular opportunity. We're super excited to share with you. Um, And and, and if if you're not in the community, melaninmoney.com forward slash join to to get into the community. Um, (laughs) Now granted the links and all that stuff will be in the show notes. Even if you're not in the community, you know, you can, you can, you can explore the opportunity, but if you want a full due diligence class and overview, um, highly recommend joining the club to be able to tap in. We're excited. We're popping bottles. We're having a good time. Everybody <laughs> loves yeah. popping bottles, man. Uh, yeah. I don't Bring think he's like, care about the drink is. He, he just wants to pop the bottle. He just wants to pop the bottle. When we come out with a sparkling, George, you'll be the first one. But but all jokes aside, I am I'm incredibly proud of you two to see the growth and the evolution of what you guys are building, the grit, the resiliency. Um, I just think it's amazing. I think a representation at its highest level to show what it's look like to be a boss, a mom, a CEO, and build something spectacular. Um, we're just honored to have you on the show and honored to be a part of this evolution. So let's keep let's keep rocking out. Let's keep rocking out. Um, now, when we uh, end our show, we typically ask uh, a question because we want to make sure that we have uh, give our audience an understanding of what it means to be a melanin millionaire, right? So like for us, like, you know, our mission is to help 100,000 people of color achieve their first 1 million in net worth so that we can decrease the wealth gap by $100 billion um, in the next decade. And so when you hear the term melanin millionaire, what does becoming or being a melanin millionaire mean to you? Mm, I think this always comes back to my why. My why Mm. is literally this, right? I, one day, will have three kids, right? And I don't want there to be any doubt in their mind that they can do something. And not just access to people to make it happen, access to capital to make it happen, but also access to someone they can talk to that they can go to for advice, right? I want that to be both of us. I want that to be our friends. I want them to have our own community that we're creating to be accessible. So I just want to eliminate the fear. That's my goal. I love it. I love it. I love it. Personally, as an entrepreneur, I love the, the access and the education that you guys are offering. I know that when I started my first company and I was fundraising and I had no idea what the terminology meant or, you know, how to understand a cap table or term sheet and all of these things, it was hard for me to find these resources and these classes to learn. And I most of the time had to go into rooms and lie and say I was an investor to get the knowledge, right? And yeah. and then start to talk the talk. And, and that's what I did to, to gain all of this. And so just the, 
the education and what you're giving to young entrepreneurs so that they can go out and they can do it faster than it took me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. I mean, that's incredible. It comes yeah. down to access. hundred percent. hundred percent comes down to access. Well, again, thank you guys for coming on the show. Oh. It was amazing. It, it was, was fun. And uh, make sure you guys tap into this uh, crowdfunding campaign because again, you don't want to be left on the sidelines and you don't want to be the meme, right? Wishing that, you know, the worst meme, the guy who sold his uh, Apple's ownership, the other owner, Oh my gosh, oh, I feel yeah. so bad for you. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. Anyways, you don't want to be don't him. Be him. <laughs> don't be him. Don't be him. Don't be him. All right. Thanks, guys. Till next time. Peace. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. We hope that this episode was inspiring and gave you some tangible nuggets that you can walk away with and implement in real time. If you found this episode valuable, please like, subscribe, share, and consider leaving a review of this episode on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Until next time.